This podcast contains frank discussions about sex, kink, and BDSM. If you're a consenting adult who wants to learn more about these topics, then stay tuned. You're listening to Chief from kinkyevents.co.uk, helping you create the dom-sub dynamic you've always fantasised about. Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with a Dom with me, Chief, from kinkyevents.co.uk. Now, what I have for you today is a talk that we did on Wisdom. Wisdom is a new app where you basically go on and you talk and people can join in and uh, start chatting. It's our first attempt at using Wisdom, so we unfortunately cut off the first five minutes because I didn't plug the lead into the microphone and so we were recording nothing dead air even though people were listening so uh this talk is a bit of a ramble about subspace about aftercare and other related ds things including subdrop actually so we hope you enjoy it um it's kind of a back and forth discussion between myself and wano if you haven't downloaded wisdom go check it out it's very similar to clubhouse and some of these other apps where you have a conversation with someone and people listen in like live radio so, without further ado, on with the show. If you've gone into, I don't know, some strange lands of porn or something, and you start watching something that is a bit more bizarre or obscure than your usual porn habits, and after you've been satisfied and you come out of that, you're like, what did I just watch? You know, like, what? Like, that's, that was a bit weird. And I think subdrop, you can have that same sort of like psychological like pushback. You're like, whoa, what did I just do? You know, like, I can't believe I just did that. Or I just like debased myself to that. But this is the next day still. Or... Oh, yeah, I mean, it could Because I'm not sure feeling that straight away after is quite a human reaction, not necessarily no, it's not. It's, it's, it's not um, perhaps immediate, but I think it can, you can quickly, your thoughts can kind of, I don't know, you can, you can have the come down. I think a lot of people have a come down after sex, and I think subdrop just kind of amplifies those sorts of come down feelings. The post sex blues. Yeah, yeah. So the people who are just joining, um, we're talking about uh, dom dominance and submission, dom dom sub dynamics. Uh, we're talking specifically today about subdrop and what that means. So uh, one. So if you are vanilla, then go away. <laughs> No, joking. I'm joking, sure. of course. Yeah, true. People want to. Well, we don't know what the, who the audience is, but probably yeah. people want to learn about it, and that's uh, that's why I started my site, KinkyEvents.co.uk. So it's designed to help beginners uh, demystify everything around DS relationships and what that involves. And um, so, if you're into that, or getting into it, or want to explore your sexuality in terms of dominance and submission, BDSM, kink, then uh, yeah, we we might have some good tips for you. Definitely. Um, so, I mean, let's move on to aftercare quickly. How would you describe aftercare? What is it? Why is it important? Mm. Um, aftercare is what happens after the scene. It is specifically the care that comes after the scene. And it is so important because it is how you try to negate the effects of subdrop that may happen as a result of your BDSM scene. So aftercare involves physical and psychological reassurances to all parties involved in the BDSM scene that everything is okay, make sure that everyone is feeling well physically, mentally, 
um, that, you know, any sort of twinges have been massaged out. Um, get some sugar in your system, water, cuddles. Make sure everyone's feeling nice and warm and toasty. It's more perhaps important for the submissive to receive aftercare if they've had this big impact scene. But I know that it's also very important that doms get their reassurance with aftercare as well. They may be feeling some um, after effects of the scene, feeling perhaps out of their head. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm speaking for you now, but like feeling from what I've read, feeling out of their head or like guilty that they've just, I don't know. Mm spanked there submissive and like gone off got off on this yeah it's more that one i would feel i don't think i'd feel out of my head but i'd feel yeah maybe well i'm not not sure if guilty is the right word because you wouldn't negotiate it but yeah i guess just uh wanting to check the other person's all right yeah but i i I, it's more aftercare for for them not but i've heard that some dominants struggle to get out of that mindset like especially Mm. you know if you have a sadistic dominant who is obviously caring of their submissive in general, but like in a scene, a, a sadist is going to be, you know, a master is going to be inflicting physical, you know, pain on, on their submissive consensually. But I know that some of them struggle to like pull out of the role without some like reassurance from their submissive that like they're okay, you know, that like it was good, they wanted it, that sort of thing. So, yeah, doms need aftercare as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what, would you, what would you give a dom in their aftercare? And how would you do it? Because if you're in the same subspace and you're chilled out, then yeah. you're not really in a position to give. Well, that's why I think immediately after a scene, there should be physical contact. Um, well, I say that. I know some people actually do want their like distance they just want to like get wrapped up in a blanket and like go chill with some i don't know cartoons or something totally mindless for a little bit before reconnecting i don't think that's the majority i think the majority of people who are involved in bdsm scenes want to have that physical reassurance that their partnership and relationship is still okay Mm. you know so i yeah, if I get deep into subspace, oftentimes I lose the ability to really speak to you or to let you know how I'm doing. Besides maybe some like vague sort of like mumbled things if I'm really trying. Um, but it does make me upset. Like in my mind, I'm saying like, don't leave me. Don't go and clean up, even though I know that it has to happen. But like it's like even, I don't know, a distance of a couple of yeah. feet can feel really like it can feel like I'm all alone all of a sudden. It, it's it's really traumatizing. Not well, that's the thing as well, because say so for me, I can't relax and, unless things are cleaned up I know. and everything's like tidied away. And so, <laughs> like, and so if I'm like easily off to the scene, I want to go and tidy up. I and know. you're like, oh, and don't abandon me. Then I'm like, oh. Well, I think obviously I we've been playing for long enough that I know that that's what you like to do. But I think I think when it is a more um, intense scene you we've gotten into a rhythm where you will have things set up for me for afterwards you know like already so it's like it's like yeah roll me into a little duvet burrito and then you can go clean up and as long as I know that I've been tucked in by you into this little duvet burrito I will manage to hold on my emotions until you come back from cleaning up yeah mm. 
But it's it's good to prepare in advance for aftercare, you know? Like if you know you're going to have some intense scene that you're about to enact, that you should have water on hand, you should have chocolate. Chocolate is actually a known um, boost for aftercare. I think it depends on the person. Ask the person. If you're yeah. a dom, make sure you, you ask. Yeah. If it's an experienced sub, they will know what they want in a in aftercare. Yeah. And they'll, they can tell you beforehand. It should. It could even be part of your negotiation before the scene to to understand what what they want. There are certain things that are proven to help in aftercare, and there are things that like up your, you know, dopamine and serotonin levels. In your book, Sensational Scenes, actually, which you have written and I have read, um, there is a part that you discuss aftercare and I there is a list that, that I don't know, lists out about 20 or 30 specific things that you can do in aftercare that are proven to help people feel better mm-hmm. in that situation. Um, some things are like chewing gum. Chewing gum, just the manual stuff. <laughs> I don't know, mastication of of chewing gum is supposed <laughs> to help. Depends. You might have had your mouth full for Yeah, so you, you look at the list, you pick which things are the most suitable for that moment, mm. for that person. You know what they like, you know, tea, cuddles. <laughs> I mean, cuddles. <laughs> yeah, it's about knowing your partner as well. So this is yeah. this is why aftercare can be quite uh, difficult to give on a one night stand, or why you shouldn't mm-hmm. probably be doing intense BDSM scenes on a one night stand because uh, you you don't know the person, you don't know them well enough to know what aftercare they want, and Definitely. even though they may even tell you, but it might feel awkward. Maybe you don't feel emotionally attached enough to them to give them the aftercare they need. So yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one if you if you don't know the yeah. person that well. Yeah. I think in um, like play space scenarios that generally people will be safeguarding what's going on in a in a dungeon and kind of making sure that everyone is is feeling good and feeling happy still. And there is that general sort of like sense of being being cared for. I don't think people people tend not to go that hard exactly. in play spaces yeah. at parties. Yeah, because that that. They exactly for that reason, you know, mm. you want to make sure that everyone can still. Well, they go. Like, they're with a partner, so the partner mm-hmm. no, can like take them off somewhere. Um, I know. I didn't. I was going to say Torture Garden had a. So Torture Garden is a is a. Um, well, it's not. It's not really a play party. Actually, it's more of a. A kink fetish. Kink fetish um, extravaganza. Extravaganza. Yeah, they they basically do. Uh, nightclub nights club nights but it's a lot of techno and everyone dresses up in fetish gear and you have to dress up to get in it's they do them i think all over the world but i think it started in london and they've got ones in london and i think uh brighton as well but um why was i talking about this because yes they have a playroom normally what they call the couple's room and which is weird to get in you have to you have to line up as a couple mm. and then the test they normally do is kiss the other person. Oh, really? Yeah, they kiss the other person oh, and that's oh, the, like the secret oh. handshake to get in um, to oh, prove that you're a couple. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, but it's, it's slightly weird because yeah. it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's called the couple's room, I guess, so they want couples, but what if you're a... Some initiation. What if you're in a... Thr- uh, uh, um, a thruple. 
A throuple, yeah. <laughs> Practicing ethical non-monogamy. Yeah, and you've, you're there with friends and you all want to go in together. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a straight weird one. I think they closed the room as well because of COVID, so they don't do it anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you're, if you're kind of new to kink and you want, if you want to explore that kind of scene um, and you're into clubbing and techno and that kind of stuff, then uh, Torch Garden is, a, I think it's a good gateway in um a lot of these parties yeah but it's kind of it's it's i want to say king flight but that would be that would be doing it, it down it's not it, mainstream but it's definitely geared more fetish than like, yeah it's definitely it's definitely fetish and there's way more so a lot of again a lot of these parties don't allow single men in especially to sex parties so uh torch garden does and it's the prices are, are pretty reasonable yeah i think from what i remember i'm is either like 20 or 40 pounds a ticket, which for a night out in London isn't too bad. So, and you get like a thousand people, maybe a thousand five hundred. I went it's, to one at the Ministry big. of Sound. It's, it's yeah. a big, big venue. I don't think they do it at Ministry anymore, but um, it's so yeah. And you can go with like a, a bunch of your friends and everyone dresses up. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, they, you know, some people, some people get naked, but not, not that many actually. And you don't see much sex in public or any play in public. It generally happens in the couple's room. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's what we were talking about. They have dungeon spaces as well, where they'll have some bits of equipment, like a horse or a, not a real horse, uh, like a wooden horse that you'd find, a pommel horse in a gymnasium, St. Andrew's Cross. Sorry, I was just imagining like, well, you know what people are wooden horse going into Troy or something. Yeah, wouldn't have a wooden horse, people hidden inside it. No. Um, so yeah, uh, again, and people, people wouldn't go super hard in those kind of dungeons no. probably not hard enough to need aftercare mm. or experience sub drop i do wish that there were more um sex parties and play spaces that had cool down rooms and that had care rooms specific, yeah, right. specifically i know rooms. i know that some place parties are beginning to implement that um crossbreeds i've heard that crossbreeds has a room specifically dedicated to aftercare and mm. i think that is amazing and <laughs> it's, it's great because if you're at a party and you're starting to feel overwhelmed by whatever's going on it's good to know that you have a space that you can go and just like cool down um take a breather and gather yourself together again yeah it's i find it i'm not a massive fan of those big parties just because me- yeah. the music and the kink and fetish is so intertwined and i'm not a massive music fan like i'm i'm almost 40 now so i don't really want to be going out and i like a good like a 10 30 is 10 if i'm not in bed by 10 30 i mean it's five past 10 already and i'm I'm yawning away here so yeah i like to be in bed so and the the loud music and i'm such an old man honestly i'm literally sitting here in my slippers um (laughs) i mean i can't do the late nights I have a lot. Yeah, it's of... not enjoyable. Why can't these? Why can't we start parties at like two p.m. Seven p.m. Yeah, two p.m. <laughs> go to eight. In fact, so some, some there are some new parties mm-hmm. that, but they're still quite heavy on the music. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are more sensual, so that's why I like. Uh, there's a great party. I mention them a lot. Pleasure Island parties. If you're more into sensual parties where it's smaller, smaller numbers of people, say thirty people, more and it's more intimate. Everyone is. And I'm not going to use the word force, but everyone is encouraged to get undressed when they come in. Mm-hmm. So they're in their underwear. Everyone's or, an equal. Everyone's equal. Everyone's equal kind footing. of 
uh, and then they do touch exercises to get everyone in the mood and get the energy right and the the, the space feeling nice. I much prefer those because it's soft music. Yeah. It feels good, and you can actually make a connection to someone rather mm. than you know trying to it's trying to finger them on the dance floor and there's loud techno in your ear. And you, <laughs> and you can't hear anything. None of that's happened. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, aftercare, it's, it's a bit hard to do at the Yes, we went, we went on a tangent there. But, no, it's... Um... So, for, yeah, for the new people, do you want to explain quickly in a 30 seconds, sub-drop, aftercare? Sub-drop sucks. It happens after subspace. It's pretty inevitable, but you can do things to lessen it. it. It is uh, when your body gets depleted of all these happy chemicals that were going off during the uh, BDSM scene that you just did. So now you're, like, floundering and feeling a bit crummy and need to get your self feeling better again so you use aftercare to do that not bad for for a quick fly yeah that's good and as the dom you need to be aware of how to give yourself aftercare because otherwise they are gonna they're in a bit of a vulnerable state certainly right afterwards and then you may ex you may find that the next day after the scene they're a bit um they're a bit off oh. or they could be having negative feelings depressed. or something depressed or yeah, yeah, just a bit low. It's like a come down. Mm. So you need to be aware of that and um, uh, just just make sure they're right. And you never you never know how someone's going to react. You might do exactly the same scene one week and the next week um, they get sub drop, uh, whereas the, the first time they didn't. So it's, it varies a lot. Yeah. I think it probably also depends on what you've been up to generally in your day to day. I know that my come down is usually harder if I've been exerting myself, you know, if I've been very active and out and about and very busy, haven't had time to really stop. If I then have some BDSM scene and it ends, I will not be in a good way. I know that happened once with us um maybe last year or something. And since because of the pandemic um we weren't seeing each other that often but we did a scene and then i had to run off right away afterwards i had to get in a car on the way back I to mine remember that. i remember because then i felt miserable and i started crying in the car it was not a fun time mm. and then you asked me like how i got on like did i get home okay and i was like that was like i'm like i'm not in a good way i'm like really upset so i had to and you couldn't do much obviously because i i was not there so i just had to kind of pull myself together again i think i ended up watching like one of you know your go-to comfort films um and like having i don't know i think i bought some ice cream or something and just like cuddled myself in the duvet and kind of cried until i felt better <laughs> but it was it was what a lesson learned. Was it quite? It was. It was, it was one. Just because we no, you, you, you hadn't really done much before. No, I. It was one that I got tied up and spanked. Um, right. But I got, you know, and I was restrained for quite a while in that scene. Got spanked. It was enjoyable. You know, I, I came really hard. It was a good time all around. But then it's like, and I was like, oh, you know, my my time is up. Have to go rush mm -hmm. and get the car. And then it was just. After that, because there was very little aftercare that could be done because of the time limit. Because the time limit. Yeah, so I guess that's one thing to remember if you're doing yeah. a scene, make sure you've got time afterwards. 
Definitely. I definitely learned from that experience. I was like, oh, I can't do something that close to leaving again because I'm not in a good way. I need to have that reassurance before I run off mm. and go. Because I definitely feel a bit more clingy after we've had done some big scene. I know that I, I tend to attach myself to you like a leech afterwards. I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Koala. Mm. Koala time. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, yeah, that's sub drop. And um, so, so it goes, you do the scene, you get uh, aftercare immediately afterwards for, I don't know, on average, I'd say five to 20 minutes, depends on the, the level of the scene mm. and how intense it was. And then sub drop can happen pretty much any time from that point onwards for up to two days. Yeah, generally. Yeah. And again, it Very depends on the, on the scene and, and what you've done. In that scene, and I guess it would be different for every person. Someone new to it might, I don't know. I guess it depends. It depends. No one quite knows what causes it or why it happens, but we they assume it's theories. because of the, the the hormonal changes that happen in the body when you're, say, being spanked hard. Then you're going to get um, some adrenaline released, and you're going to get some um, uh, endocannab well endocannabinoids, which gives you this subspacey feeling mm -hmm. in the system. Basically, your system trying to pr uh, protect yourself from being from being hurt mm. and flooding your body with all these chemicals uh, to stop the pain, but also you're getting pleasure at the same time. So you're getting a mixture of these pleasure chemicals, but also pain blocking chemicals. And then you can imagine that's a quite a heady cocktail. So after you go into subspace and you're kind of spaced out and you can't really talk in your case, uh, and then. Yeah, normally you just go space. Have to, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, you just go super space. Yeah, you don't say anything. And then, um, yeah, and then obviously the next day you're going to get a massive come down. Yeah, and I think you can just imagine, like, if we have three meters of, like, energy meters in our body, one for, I don't know, dopamine, one for serotonin, and one for adrenaline, in... I don't know if it's exactly those three. I think it's similar. But in a scene, you're going to max all of those out and they will fill back up, but it takes time to fill back up. And also they don't fill back, back up at the same rate. Mm. Some fill back, uh, fill back up faster than others. So like you're going to feel a bit out of sorts until they all equalize back to your like baseline. Yeah. Mm. It's which you explain very nicely in your book. What's what would you say are the scenes that cause you the biggest? Uh, you you need the most aftercare, or you experience the most sub drop. Is there a type of play? Um, impact plus bondage together. 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 Yeah. More so. Well, the thing is. Because certain things will put me in a submissive mindset, which is pre-subspace. Um, so if we are playing with bondage that, or like if I kneel down, there are certain things that get me feeling subby. Um, oral, that's a great one. Oral will send me immediately to a subby mindset. And then if we start implementing things like um, bondage with rope, and then add the impact play on top of that. Um, I'm going to have a great time in subspace, most likely. But then I'm also going to have a pretty hard come down with sub drop. Mm. So it's ju it's just the combination. Mm. You know? And it'll be different for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So for some yeah. people, it might it might be, yeah. Some people, yeah, depends. 
post orgasm torture or whatever. Yeah. And you will only know what the you will only know when you get to know your your person you're playing with. Mm-hmm. And your body as the submissive yourself. Yeah. 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 So we have no one yet who's who's joined as a guest. Obviously, this happened on the other two talks. Um, so if you want to hear more about this kind of stuff, as we said, we, you can go to Kinky Events, Kinky with a K. I don't know how else you'd spell it. <laughs> For those illiterate <laughs> amongst the listeners. Uh, yeah, Kinky Events, okay, the UK. And you can um, read lots of guides that I've written on DS if you're interested in this stuff and you just Dominance want to, and submission. Yeah, D- DS stands for dominance and submission, of course, which is a subset of BDSM. So BDSM is, uh, you know, bondage. Function, discipline, dominance and submission, yeah. sadism and masochism. It's a trio acronym. They all, so it's like a Venn diagram. They all overlap, sort of. Mm. We're particularly interested in the dominance and submission, but of course that is as you say is a subset of BDSM and it may include small elements of sadism and masochism but I'm not or bondage I'm not particularly into sadists I, I, nah. I don't like you like being spanked I like but getting I don't, spanked but it's not I don't do it to hurt you it's more yeah. to, to get you in subspace yeah exactly I don't I don't like I like spanks but I don't, I don't like the pain no, no, but I like yeah. the but I like the spanks and I also do like the pain so yeah, yeah. and you like, like bondage though I do like bondage. Yeah. yeah. And love, discipline. Bit of discipline. Yeah. Discipline is one of those things like, yeah, I guess I do like it. No, I, I really do like it and I really do crave it actually. And I start to act up if I don't have it. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Maintenance spankings. Love those. Don't get enough of those. Would like more. Yeah. Well, it was that article I read and they were like, oh, you shouldn't. Maintenance spankings are a bad thing. Lies. Maintenance spankings are great. What, every day? I mean, whatever. Bend me over the counter, give me a swat on the bum just to keep me on my toes. You know? That's more of a, that's not really a maintenance. Well, but it could become a maintenance. Yeah. Bank. Trouble is we don't, we don't live together. So it's hard to, it's, it's hard to enforce more serious right. rules. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would prefer, well, not prefer, but you you obviously get people who are into DS who only do it in the bedroom. So they just want to experiment with, you know, I always use the rougher sex, but of course it's it's anything that heightens the power dynamic or the control between the two people or three people or how many people you want. And they keep it in the bedroom and as soon as they finish the scene, it goes back to an everyday dynamic. I would prefer my dynamic to be more inside and outside the bedroom. So more of a 24-7 type of thing, but not... Heavy. Not high protocol and not super solemn and strict and serious. So it's not this Dom who's domineering and has no laughs and Mm. the sub must do everything he said. So not a typical master slave type of um, type of experience. More a more a general everyday relationship, but there's there's hints of dominance and submission within power play. Hints of power play within it, yeah. And then I think it'd be much easier to set up Mm. specific rules. Like, I mean, we've done a few basic ones, you know, like you have to be waiting outside the shower on your knees with my towel or you always have to get me a glass of water Mm. or when we're out, you know, any sort of rules like that, really difficult to enforce because if you're not doing them every day, like any... You forget. You forget, it doesn't become a habit. If you're seeing the person seven, seven days a week then there's there's more chance to put rules into into the dynamic. Definitely. 
logistics are just an absolute nightmare when it comes to BDSM relationships, and I don't yeah. think people realize that. I mean, I think I think the benefits outweigh the negatives for me, obviously. But like, yeah, logistics, man, it always comes down to those logistics. It does, it does, and you obviously you can do. Um remote dominance but it's just not the same it's not the same it's just not the same because if i text you to do something i've texted you things like mm. you know get on your knees and take a photo with your tongue sticking out or take a photo of your bum or um write write me some lines or whatever but it's it's difficult because i feel bad sometimes because i don't know what you're doing you might be super busy and i don't want to put yeah. you out of your everyday routine or interrupt you let's say you're doing yoga or something and i text you that then you might be like, oh, yeah, I can't do it now. God. Is it all right if I come back in the hour? And then I I feel a bit bad. So I don't think you need to feel bad. I think maybe we should have a chat about remote, what is okay to do remotely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 I enjoy that. I like knowing that there's a fun little element to add to my day activities. It makes it feel like a like a challenge, you know, something that I can accomplish successfully or not. And if I don't, accomplish it successfully then i get punished for it which is also very enjoyable mm. rewarding mm. and we should say all of this is consensual of course that is the main thing we've talked about sub drop and if you know if don't if if you're if, if the partner you're with is feeling like bad the next day then um yeah it's it, sub drop is not an excuse for emotional abuse or physical mm. abuse yeah you can't just, you, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say everything we do is negotiated and it's consensual. And therefore, if sub drop happens, it's, it's, it's a side effect. It's not, it's never the intention. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking here about doing something to someone and then brushing off the next day as, oh, they're just, they've just got sub drop because they did something that you forced them into. That's not, absolutely not what we're talking about. It's a known calculated risk that, that we are aware of before we even begin playing. But that's because we've also experienced it, you know, and we, we've read up on it. And I think people getting into BDSM may not be aware at the beginning that these things can happen, and they do happen all the time. So it's it's mm. good to have a little bit of, I think it's, to practice BDSM responsibly, I think you do need to educate yourself on at least the basics before you even begin to play. Um, you know, you should either talk to people who are doing the lifestyle or find some handy guides online conveniently. You can find some great ones at kinkyevents.co.uk. But there are plenty of other places where you can find information pretty, pretty accessibly now. Yeah, if you're in, if you're based in London or any major city, there's there's loads of talks generally, mm -hmm. not, not loads of course, but there's certainly one a month I'd say in London going on where you can learn the basics of BDSM or you can hear someone talk about it, and um, yeah, of course, or just concerns stuff, relationship um, ethics in general. You know, all those things help mm. as well. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, there we are. Um, it's getting getting late here. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Do follow if you want to hear more of this kind of stuff. Uh, as as I said, if you're a beginner dom or beginner sub, you can find some more guides at kinkyvets.co.uk. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's it. And you also have Chief a podcast. And yeah, there's a podcast, but we'll let, we'll let them find it. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. I don't think we're meant to be promoting. We'd love to talk to, to some guests at some point, but um, oh, we've done 
well, two major talks so far. Ask us questions. And no one's, it's, as we said last time, it's a bit of a sensitive subject. So we We're totally friendly. get. No, it's more just, you know, if, they, if they've used their real name, for example, in their yeah, profile, fair. they probably don't want to get on fair. and chat about they're this kind like of stuff. Public. All right. So we'll, we'll call it there. Um, thank you once again for listening. And hope you enjoyed in the talk. Do follow if you did. And uh, yeah, we'll leave you uh, to enjoy the rest of your day. Happy, healthy and kinky. Yeah. Have happy, a good night, everyone. Happy Monday. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.